Good morning. It's Thursday, February 24th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Ukraine is under attack. Reuters reports that Russian forces launched missiles at several cities and landed troops on the coast. Explosions began before dawn in the capital of Kyiv, just after Vladimir Putin spoke on Russian state TV. Early reports from Ukrainian leadership say its military has killed dozens of Russian troops. Reuters is reporting that people in the capital were lining up to withdraw money and buy food and water. There were massive traffic jams as people piled into cars and tried to drive west towards the Polish border. Ukraine's foreign minister calls it a full-scale invasion targeting peaceful cities. President Biden said the latest move is an unprovoked and unjustified attack. He's promising severe sanctions against Russia. The EU foreign policy chief, Joseph Borrell, had a grim assessment. These are among the darkest hours for Europe since the end of World War II. A major nuclear power has attacked a neighbor country and is threatening reprisals of any other states that may come to its rescue. Ukraine is also reporting extensive cyber attacks. President Vladimir Zelensky has declared martial law and appealed to the world for help. He says Putin's goal is to destroy the Ukrainian state. In a late-night address before the attack, Ukraine's president said he tried to set up a call with Putin and was refused. At one point, he switched to speaking Russian, addressing ordinary people in the country. And he said they were being lied to about Ukraine and they could help stop a war. He also said Ukraine would defend itself if necessary. In international markets, stock prices fell sharply as news of the attacks came out. Global oil broke through the $100 barrier, the first time it's done that since 2014. The Russian ruble plummeted, hitting its lowest level ever against the dollar. This is a fast-moving story, and you can get ongoing analysis and news on the situation in Ukraine in the Apple News app. Let's move on to another big story today. There's a development in the investigation of Donald Trump and his family business. Two prosecutors who were leading the Manhattan DA's investigation resigned. As The Wall Street Journal reports, this raises questions about the future of the years-long probe. But to be clear, the DA's office says its investigation is ongoing. This probe has been looking into whether Trump's company misled lenders, banks, and tax authorities for financial benefit. Trump and the company have denied the allegations. He's called the DA's investigation, as well as another probe by the New York Attorney General, politically motivated. Both of those offices are headed by Democrats. The New York AG's office says its own civil fraud investigation into Trump continues. The Manhattan DA's investigation has also looked into whether Trump's company committed tax fraud by giving off-the-books payments and perks to some of its employees, perks like cars and apartments. That's what led to indictments of the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg, the company's longtime CFO. They've pleaded not guilty and are seeking to have the case dismissed. This investigation goes back to a $130,000 payment to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Prosecutors looked into how the Trump Organization handled the payment. Trump lost court fights to get immunity from investigation and to prevent prosecutors from getting key financial documents. 
The journal reports the prosecutors who are leaving the DA's office did not respond to requests for comment. One joined the investigation a year ago. The other was at the DA's office for almost four decades and had overseen significant investigations into Harvey Weinstein and the assassination of Malcolm X. Some parents of transgender children in Texas are trying to make sense of new government moves that say state agencies will investigate hormone therapy and other health care for transgender kids as child abuse. The state's child welfare agency confirmed this following a directive from the governor and a legal opinion from the attorney general. The non-binding legal opinion stated that gender confirmation surgery and hormonal medications fall under the state's broad definition of child abuse, which includes mental, emotional, or physical injury. An ACLU attorney tells the Houston Chronicle, legally, this doesn't change anything, not Texas law or the constitutional rights of transgender youth. What the attorney general's office issued is an interpretation of law. And as the Chronicle points out, it contradicts recommendations made by the biggest professional medical organizations for the health and well-being of children with gender dysphoria, which is the medical term for psychological distress over gender identity. Groups like the American Medical Association and the American Psychiatric Association agree that for these children, it's best to leave healthcare decisions to families and their doctors. Now, if adopted statewide, this new rule would make Texas one of the most restrictive states in the nation for transgender youth who are seeking medical treatment. What's happening in Texas has been developing in other states, too. Last year, 15 states introduced bills to ban or criminalize gender-affirming health care for minors, according to the ACLU. Two ended up passing laws, Arkansas and Tennessee. The Arkansas law is blocked while a court challenge is underway. Kaiser Health News is out with an article that looks at the impact on transgender youth. According to a recent survey, 85% of LGBTQ plus youth reported that recent debates about anti-trans bills have negatively affected their mental health. In a separate survey in 2020 of this community, nearly half said they seriously considered suicide in the past year. Kaiser Health News speaks to a transgender 18-year-old about the strain he's under. He's testified with his parents against bills in Texas. He says seeing people who are supposed to make laws to protect children say things that make it clear you're not worth fighting for, it's incredibly painful. But he's also hopeful things can change. He says, I'm a human being and I'm also trans. Seeing us as the multifaceted human beings that we are is the first step in fighting this. This is a day of heavy news and we're covering all these stories extensively in the Apple News app. You'll find the latest developments in Ukraine from reporters on the ground, along with diplomatic developments in Moscow, Washington, and around the world. There's also deeper analysis of the background and bigger picture of how we got here. And you're going to learn more about the Trump investigation. And if you're listening to us from North Carolina's Triangle or Toronto, be sure to check out the new local coverage we're rolling out there. We've got the best reporting from local news outlets there, just like we've been doing in the Bay Area, New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, D.C., Texas, and other places. You can check out the Apple News app to see what's available where you live. We'll talk again with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.